Hey, this is John Lagodakis, and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of a call that I do each week with other internet marketers where we talk about how we can market our products and services better, how we can get more traffic and make more sales. Now, if you want to join this private coaching group, go ahead and visit my blog. It's johnlagodakis.com. That's J-O-H-N-L-A-G-O-U-D-A-K. Is.com. And also on the blog, I've got a transcript of everything that we talk about, including links to sites that I mentioned. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Thank you, first of all, for being on the call this morning. Uh, and for you, Jane, Monday evening. There is a bit of a presentation I'm going to do later on in the call, but I wanted to, to take the time right now for... Um, Everyone, just to share how things have been going this week, any progress you're making that you want to share with the group, any questions you have. So I'm going to start off with TK on our uh, on the left there, on my left in Skype. TK, uh, how has your week been? You want to share any um, successes with the group? Okay. Uh... Nothing, uh, not too much in internet marketing, but um, I am stepping up work uh, in my, you know, in in the real work. So, uh, uh, so that 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 is the story. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't mm-hmm. have much to share uh, this week. Yeah. So what what um, what kind of real world real world stuff have you been doing? Oh, uh, like trying to see more clients. Uh, I mean, physically see more clients and uh, try to go and look at uh, some of the properties that uh, the company is trying to promote uh, to understand uh, the properties better. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, things like that. Um, actually, um, you know, I'm just uh, at, at the moment, I'm uh, trying to uh, transfer something. Uh, you know, uh, a, a real estate uh, advertisement uh, into uh, using using like this web packages right to to uh, to modify it uh, so that you know I can uh, get rid of some of the information and also uh, put in uh, new information. So I mean it's nothing, not a big deal, right? Um, but um, mm. uh, so um, that's basically what's happening. So. I haven't done too much at all uh, in internet marketing, mm. but as I said, uh, I would, I would, uh, I would, you know, go back to it. Uh, mm. And that's okay, TK, because what a lot of what we talk about too in this call is business in general. So, um, mm. what do you feel um, would give the biggest boost to your results? What area, if you could improve, and it doesn't have to be internet marketing related. What area of your business do you feel that if you could improve it, it would give you the best results? Okay, uh, I think at the moment, right? At the moment, I think I need to see more clients and uh, you know, try to get more clients and see mm-hmm. more clients uh, physically. And at the moment, right, I still got, say, a, a fair bit of contact uh, that I can work on, right? So as soon as uh, these are uh, this, uh, running out, then uh, I would... I would uh, use other methods, um, yeah. and also I, I'm giving myself an opportunity to to get uh, even more familiar with the market, and also um, you know um, uh, try to 
uh, increase my ability to to see uh, what um, projects are, are, are the real good ones um, and what um, what are those that are not so good. But I, I do have a, a pretty good um, pretty good ability in 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 um, I believe right. I may be wrong, but I believe I have got pretty good ability in uh, sensing you now what uh, what projects are good and what are, yeah. what are not so good. But still, I I think there's room for improvement. Right, um, you know, so that uh, when I re make recommendation to my clients, uh, uh, I'm aware of um, you know uh, a lot of factors that may affect the promotion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Yeah. So, um, so from what you're saying, um, do you find do you have enough time to meet with all your potential clients? Is time a factor for you, or? You, you know, do you find that you, there's not enough time in the day to see all the potential clients, or is that okay? Uh, no, actually, that was the case where I don't have uh, enough time and, and and don't have enough opportunity to see more of them, uh, just because of um, where I am. Uh, you know, I live about two and a half hours away from Sydney, uh, uh, so yeah. uh, at the moment. But I'm really seriously uh, one of the. One of the things that I'm planning to do is actually to move back to Sydney as soon as possible, actually. Um, yeah, that sounds like a good know. idea. So, uh, you know, it just, um, it's not just a bit of a physical isolation and the, uh, the, the, the traveling to Sydney and back, right? But yeah. uh, also, uh, there's certain things that's happening here that is related to the court case, right? That, um, that uh, would be a good reason to move away. Yeah. So, mm. yeah, I think that'd be a very smart move for you. You know, if your business is in Sydney, it's two and a half hours away, and you've got to meet with people physically. Um, yeah, that's real tough. So, I think that's a very good idea to move as soon as you can to Sydney, get over that that hurdle. Now, when you are meeting with clients, are you happy with your closing rate with your clients? Um, at, at the moment, right? I'm not uh, not extremely happy, but um, I believe uh, it is a number game, right? Where hmm. the more you, the more clients that you see, uh, the more you know, um, you know, the higher the, the the chances of you closing somehow, right? But again, it goes back to you know the closing techniques and um, and uh, you know if you do have some some real good uh, you know uh, um, you know properties to promote, so uh, I think it boils down to uh, the ability to uh, promote um, uh, uh, to to pick and uh, also to promote uh, good properties. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I'm trying to actually um, uh, try my best to uh, you know learn as much as I can and um, and increase the ability in this uh, you know um, in the area. So mm -hmm. yes, yeah. and sometimes sometimes it is the property. I mean, it's always going to be the properties, but <clears throat> I think the the deciding factor too is how. Um, you know your your people skills have a lot to do with it. How how you um, build up 
the prospective investment for them. I'll give you an example, right? So when I was selling my home about two and a half years ago, I had an agent and and she was, um, I'd say, fairly new to real estate, being a real estate agent. She Mm -hmm. hadn't really come from a, a sales background and mm-hmm. um, and she we, we did a auction and there was a lot you know there was a bit of promotion going around before the mm-hmm. auction uh, you know newspaper adverts and things like that auction day came there wasn't many people bidding I think there was maybe two maybe three it didn't get to the price that we were happy with our mm-hmm. reserve price um yep. And so we didn't sell. And then the same real estate agency, they got a different agent to to um, sell our home after that. And now this lady, she um, had a lot of experience with um, sales, like being a real estate agent. She was also a property investor herself. Mm-hmm. And um, with within, I think within less than two weeks, it might have even been a week, but anyway, it was a really short period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an offer that we were happy with, much better than uh, the the offer at the auction. And it wasn't even an auction; it was just a person that a family that she had taken through, and she helped them to. Um, she must have had you know very good sales skills, but also help. I, I know from what she told me. Mm-hmm. She helped them to see the value, the potential value too of what they were buying, not just on the surface, but she gave them ideas about what they could do with the place. Um, so maybe things that might have looked like a weakness, she she built them into strengths and and um, and stuff like that. So you know, yeah, definitely you, you want to give your your potential your clients potential clients. Um, you know, you only want to show them good opportunity that's true but definitely a lot of it's not just a property itself it really is comes down to your skills your sales skills your people skills your um yeah that, those two things um so tell me co a bit more about the type of people that you meet with to discuss the property so do you take them you take them physically to the property is that correct how do you do it? Yes. What's the process uh, like? How do you how do you get the leads in the first place? Oh, okay. All right. Um, you know the company that I'm I'm uh, with, right? We mainly uh, you know sell uh, properties off the plan. All right, that's our main main thing. You know, um, so we try to get um, it, uh, some good projects, uh, good properties. Um, and, uh, fortunately we do have a few, uh, um, you know, and, um, so we actually, um, have stands, uh, in the, um, uh, say, you know, in some shopping center, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, um, you know, some of us will go there, um, and, you know, try to, you know, we have banners and all that. Uh, oh, so so you, you go to the shopping center yourself and talk to people? Yeah, that's right. Okay. 
Yeah, and uh, and we collect uh, you know names uh, that uh, and their contact right? for those who are willing to give us their their contacts, right? Mm. And then we we contact them and uh, you know um, and uh, explain further what uh, we have. Uh, you know, at the at the point of contact, right? Initial contact, uh, we get. Um, uh, we try to understand, uh, you know, their needs, and um, so you know, we have already got a a a a, a brief idea right, of of uh, mm-hmm. what they are after. So when we get back, we we uh, so we we follow up, right, and then uh, we uh, you know and. We invite them to the office uh, if they are very serious, and um, and uh, you know we take them to see the properties um, mm-hmm. as well uh, if if they're really you know after. You know. So so the people so, that the people that actually come to the office they're they're pretty genuine, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Yes. Most yeah. of them are uh, they are genuine. Otherwise, mm. they wouldn't wouldn't bother to yeah. come. Definitely. You know, but some obviously some uh, there are, there are some tire kickers as well, and um, you know, but then the, you know this is un- unavoidable, right? Yep. Yeah. So uh, 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 also uh, before we do anything, we try to uh, try to qualify people uh, to say you know if you know they may have the desire to buy, but they may not have the finance to do it. You yeah. know, so yeah. uh, it's still uh, no. If they're not ready, uh, it's best. Uh, you know, we uh, sort of uh, you know uh, tell them honestly and nicely uh, mm-hmm. that uh, you know it's it's um, you know they they got have uh, they have need to have the finance uh, ready uh, before all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and and there was one or two two um, potential clients uh, that have actually, you know, they, they they like to buy, they like to you know they like to invest, but uh, after you know a lot of talking and a lot of um, you know actually taking them uh, around to see properties which they uh, may really want to buy, right? But in the end, you know, we uh, you know it was you know it was found that uh, they don't have the finance to do it. Yeah, so, no, no, definitely, um, definitely want to make sure they're qualified beforehand. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I think um, I try to um, Im- improve uh, a bit more in my ability to qualify people, and uh, yeah. that's one of the things that um, I need to you know, really, um, really need to uh, in, you know, sort of uh, try to improve further. What what are your what are the um, qualifications for someone that wants to invest? Is it just finance? It's it's mainly financial. Is that correct? Mm, yeah, that's that's one thing. The other thing is um, it's um, you know um, um, you know you you got to you got to know if they they want to get the property for themselves or for for investment, right? So uh, yep. that's. That's uh one of the one of the first things, and also, but fortunately, because um you know I have studied uh, property investment before also right myself, and I've uh you know I've never lost money right? I mean in 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 buying properties for myself or for others right yeah um so um you know maybe you know it's a bit of um um 
help, right? A fair bit of a help for me to be able to actually uh, use my own knowledge in property investment to to recommend things, right? Because basically, you know, the good and the bad thing about um, about actually uh, me of uh, you know when promoting properties is is um, it's uh, um, um, you know the, the the knowledge that I have, right, or the mm-hmm. experience that yeah. I have in 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 um, in actually saying good properties. Yeah. So, but the bad thing with me is not one of the bad things with me. You know, that, but but I've tried to learn to to, to correct is it's uh, you know I I tend to only say you know there are about uh, twenty or thirty projects that we have, right? I tend to promote uh, only those projects right that I think or personally think it's a very good one right to uh, the potential clients but I forgot the fact that right I mean um, um, that uh, some projects are uh, it may not be that good uh, really or it may not be that good to me personally mm-hmm. but I forgot the fact that right that there are some investors uh, who are still willing to invest right yeah. uh, not because the project is fantastic but because uh, they will still make money in the end so you know I mean yeah. if uh, yeah. there are a category like that right so mm. uh, I must try to adjust my myself and not um, uh, not to be say you know like um, Maybe uh, being too subjective, no? Okay. Yep. So, yep. Mm. Yep. so that was uh, the case, and um, uh, but um, but fortunately, I'm still able to do a fair bit of this. Uh, you know, when when there's a, a terrible court case or, or legal case going on, so um, you know. Um, so um, I think I'll just uh, just try my best under the circumstances. So um, hopefully I don't uh, sort of uh, blame myself uh, too much for not achieving too much uh, uh, too quickly. But um, yeah. now I'll just keep trying. That's all. Yeah, yeah. Mm. So <clears throat> so from what I understand. Um, you need to because your you know obviously your time is valuable and people other and your potential clients time is valuable too you, you need to make sure that they're qualified uh before spending a lot of time you know bringing them to the office showing them around and so so um how do how is it that you qualify people like let's say you're at the shopping mall for example and people come up or they're, they're talking to you what is your process for do you qualify them right there on the spot? Yeah, um, I think what we can do is just uh, try to qualify them and try to, you know, work out in a nice way, right? Um, you know, if they do qualify to buy certain properties. But, you know, sometimes the first meeting is just, you know, you don't want to get, uh, uh, well, it's, it's, it's good to, to know if they are really qualified or not, but... Uh, Sometimes you may not have the opportunity to to go in too deep, right? Um, 
but you know you try to you try to because then the, you know it wouldn't be wasting each other's time yeah so so um sometimes you can't spend a lot of time with them because you're at a shopping mall they're busy like they've got plans or whatever um so when you do have time how do you qualify how do you qualify people what's the process Oh, it's it's not too too, you know. It's it's pretty like you know. I mean, it just uh, you got to look at you know their financial situation. That's the most um, uh, 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 that's one one of the most important one, right? That uh, you look at their income and look at their you know um, how much assets uh, they have if they're willing to disclose some of this uh, information to you but uh, most of them will you know if, if they're serious at, uh, at, at purchasing a, a property for themselves or for investment right they are they usually right, are quite willing to, to tell you you know I mean uh, oh, yeah. if they have gone to Definitely. the yeah if they have gone to the bank to ask about you know um, for example right, one of the best thing that you can uh, do is you know you say you know alright if they tell you that they're they're investing, right? Oh, okay, you can ask them if they've gone to the bank to to uh, to ask how much they can borrow. Yeah. So uh, that would that would give you an idea of, of you know if they're one they are they really fair income and two mm-hmm. is uh, you know how much they can actually borrow. But yeah. um, also if uh, you know if they're really really uh, interested, right? And then they don't have. Uh, a, 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 a bank or, or you know a finance yet um, you can actually say we have got connection some connection in the uh, you know with some finance company or, or mm-hmm. not that yeah. is uh, that's got bank with them right and and uh, yeah. so uh, so we can introduce them uh, you know yeah. to the financial group as well so um, yeah so basically that's um that's how you you um, you try to you know. Yeah. So, is there a quick way to qualify people? <clears throat> like, um, because I understand what you're saying. You, you it's there, there's a bit of a balance, right? You need to qualify them, but at the same time, um, people might not be willing to tell you a lot of their financial details because you, you need to build a relationship of trust too. That you know, the, when you meet someone, they're not they're not going to go out and necessarily immediately tell you how much you know they they have as equity and how much they're earning and stuff like that so um is there a way that you can maybe uh instead of asking them specific questions about their uh equity or how much they have to invest or their uh, earnings like uh, sorry their um uh what's their um like their borrowing capacity or how much money they're earning, is there a way? Do do you have something like a list, preset list of qualifications, such as um, this? Our investment properties will be suitable for you if you um, have a combined earning of over sixty thousand. If you have at least uh, fifty thousand dollars in equity or savings. Um, and you want to have your own home or you want to invest. You know what I mean? Do, do you have something like that that you can show people so that you don't have to actually ask them what theirs is, but you can sort of give them a list of uh, pre-qualifications that they can say, oh, yep, yeah, we, we, that applies to us, that applies. No, that doesn't apply. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? 
Yes, I do understand what you're saying, and uh, basically, right, it's um, um, the figure is say you know generally at least ten percent deposit for the the property, right? So yeah. say for instance, right, the the property it's it's uh, one million dollar, just say, all right. So ten yeah. percent will be at least uh, at least hundred thousand, yeah. all right. Um, so. Uh, the first, first first thing is uh, if they want to borrow, they they need to have at least hundred thousand, or you know to be safer, right? Usually you 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 say you know at least ten to twenty percent, right? Before the financial uh, institution will will you know consider your yeah the the, the loan. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, whatever it is is half a million dollars that they would have need at least a fifty thousand dollars, hmm. right? For start, right, and then you got other fees and all that, right? That yeah. adds up, right? But that that's the first step, right? And if you're overseas buyer, uh, you know, bearing in mind that uh, uh, any uh, foreigners can actually buy brand new properties in Australia now mm-hmm. without without having uh, have a, a permanent resident status or, or uh, Australian citizenship, right? They will need usually, you know, I mean, quite amazingly, right? The Australian banks are are uh, willing to lend uh, to qualified overseas buyers, you know, without any uh, resident uh, resident uh, status. Uh, mm-hmm. um, you know, if if can if they can show right that they are capable of um, of uh, you know um, servicing the loan, but usually the requirement is at least twenty percent. So you know, if he's an overseas buyer, they need to you know. To know for sure, right? Uh, and you, mm-hmm. um, as an agent, right? You, yeah. So yeah. what? So I guess what I'm trying to say is, <clears throat> like you, I understand where you're coming from, right? You you need to pre-qualify people as soon as possible, but you don't want to, you know, you don't you don't necessarily want to be asking them in-depth questions because people, because unless you've had time to build build a relationship with trust, it's hard, and people might not necessarily want to go there and talk. So. Maybe instead of saying to them uh, at the be- initially anyway, I'm talking about this is just an initial when you're initially getting to know people. This is not when you're getting in depth with people that are really, you know, dedic- you know, they've made a commitment and they they, they want to uh, go ahead and invest. But initially, when you're first talking to people, I recommend that you um, make it as simple as possible, right, to qualify people. And what I what I would be doing is something like this. I would have two maybe two sets of pre-qualifications I would, I would ask him initially are you an Australian citizen or or not or I know so do you live in Australia you're Australian resident Australian citizen or are you, you overseas you know most people that you meet are going to be Australians you know what I mean but I understand what you're saying it's there's different um, uh, different qualifications for people that are overseas investors so you would have two maybe <coughs> two separate pre-qualification sheets and um, if they say, yeah, I'm an Australian citizen or I, I live in Australia, I'm an Australian resident, permanent resident, then say, okay, well, uh, for you to qualify for one of our investments, um, you will typically need, um, and let's say you're, you can maybe have what your start-off investment is, TK. So if, you're start, if your entry-level investment property is, let's say it's half a million, say, say to them you'll need a, a minimum of 50 thousand dollars to invest all right because you know you're saying about the 10 percent, right 
So I would be saying you would need a minimum of 50000 But if you think it's more, like, if there's other things that have to have on top of that, like to pay for, you know, conveyancing and solicitor, let's say it's uh, sixty. they need really 60000 Then say, look, the minimum amount you need to invest, uh, have ready to invest, is $60,000. Uh, you will need to, to, to service the loans. You'll, you'll need to have a minimum income of blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? So you have all those things for your minimum investment. And and ask them is you know based on your circumstances would you qualify for one of our investments and they will tell you up front right yes or no but what what you're doing is you're not asking them for specific details right you're not you're not asking them how much money how much uh, equity do you have or how much do you have saved or how much are you earning so you're 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 not um, it's easier to pre qualify people that way do, do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yes, I do understand. Um, uh, but the situation, right, in say in Sydney or Melbourne, right, it's you'll be quite surprised, right, that actually, right, yes, uh, there are a lot of local people, right, who are you know who wants to buy property, but say in Sydney, right, there are also a lot of overseas buyers, yeah, you know, and um, yeah. so uh, yeah, yeah, and, and that's why, so, and that's why, right at the beginning, the first thing you ask them is. Are you an overseas investor or or you're uh, an Australian resident or citizen? So you ask them that first, right? And depending yeah. on what they depending on what they say, you say okay, yeah. You, and then you would have so you would have two sets of pre qualifications ready to go, based on that first response they give you. Yes, um, actually, yes. This is one of the questions uh, uh, you would ask um, initially. Um, but you know, for off the plan new properties, right? It is, um, you know, it doesn't make any difference because both both category category right can buy, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless of whether they are uh, permanent resident or citizen of Australia or yeah. or not, right? Um, but um, you know, the question is important if they want to consider like secondhand properties because. Uh, if you don't have a uh, permanent resident uh, status uh, or citizenship, right, mm. uh, are generally not allowed to buy second-hand property. Yep. yep. Yeah. Okay. So, Great. Great. Yeah. I, I don't know. Is any of this helpful for you, TK? Uh, yeah, thanks. I mean, it's um, like, um, yeah, um, yeah, it's good, good to discuss, you know, <laughs> this thing. But... Um, yeah, actually, um, what I found is, um, um, you know, there's a lot of other things that I need to to actually consider, uh, you know. But it's it's um, it's um, yeah, it is something that uh, uh, actually, you know, I I I actually need to improve on. Um, uh, like you know, I I actually um, was trying to promote something. I think was very good, right? Very, very good. Uh, but suddenly, you know, I, you know, I try to promote it um, like uh, very actively. But um, suddenly, you know, uh, some of the um, the potential clients that I I spoke to, um, you know, came up with some objection, yeah. right? And actually, one actually reserve, you know, uh, one unit, right? And that's. Eight hundred and fifty thousand dollars, right? Yeah. 
um, just uh, about 10 days ago. And, you know, I first, at first I thought, you know, it was like, um, you know, it's, I'm not going to miss that sale, right? But okay. in the end, I missed the sale. And then I found out, right, that actually there was some reasons behind, you know, yeah. uh, that, okay. you know, actually... And before and before you go ahead and tell me those reasons, I just want to ask, because um, we haven't been chatting for a while, just for everyone else that's listening in the call, is any of the, is anything that we're talking about today uh, useful to? Are you finding it helpful at all? I'm, I'm okay. I'm following. This is Jane. Okay, thank you, Jane. Hi, it's Aurika. I just came in, so uh, I. It's interesting what you are talking. Uh, it's not. Uh, applied to us, but anything is good to know. Okay, all right, thank Thanks. you, and thank you for your feedback as well, Co. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, so uh, well, go no ahead, TK. Because now you know, talking about. Oh, uh, sorry. Yep, sorry, Lol. Go ahead. I don't, I, I don't mean uh, TK any offence, but talking about real estate for half an hour, mm -hmm. um, kind of not really mm -hmm. doesn't relate really to what we're you know we're doing okay. with your system and so on. Okay. Uh, now, what we're going to talk about right now is is going to be extremely relevant. I mean, some of the stuff we have, definitely some of the things we have talked about hasn't been relevant to everyone, but a, a, quite a bit of what we have talked about very is very relevant, um, and that is, I'll, 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 and I'll explain a bit later, but definitely objection handling is extremely important uh, for everyone to know. So, TK, tell me um, what happened there with this sale that you weren't able to close. Okay, actually, I thought I've closed it, right? But in the end, in the end, uh, um, you know, um, the buyer, you know, didn't go ahead with it, you know? Okay. Um, what happened was, you know, I was promoting some properties uh, near the, um, uh, you know, that has got waterfront uh, uh, wheel, uh, you know, just uh, right in the, in the northern shore of Parramatta River. Right, okay. it's 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 done by a very very good uh, um, developer, right? Mm -hmm. Then um, you know, so um, that sale fell through, and um, and um, but she gave me some hint of uh, of you know um, uh, perhaps you know a couple of excuses, but but then I sensed there is some hint about. You know something that's not so desired about that that property, right? So uh, that area that that is. Um, so, but then I I know, right? Say um, say in some parts of the Parramatta River, right? Say in in uh, Meadowbanks and roads, you know that area. Uh, yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yes. Yeah, there was right now. It's like you know, like. Uh, like uh, many people want to buy there, right? And it's got some good water view. But then I know that, you know, in the past, in that area, there was this talk about, you know, pollution and also, you know, some chemical factories there, right? They've mm -hmm. actually polluted the, the Parramatta River. Okay. Yeah. But, um, but I was not aware, right, that, uh, you know, it has gone to, gone to the other parts of Parramatta River as well. So uh, the property that I was trying to promote, right, was, you know, in another area along the river, right, but not in, um, not in roads or, or, or middle banks, right? 
Um, so, you know, um, only when, when I was talking to another um, context, right, that, um, that oh, he, he actually complained to me and said, look, I mean, yeah, that area may look beautiful, right? Uh, but he has got this pollution problem and also um, may have this smell problem, you know? So okay. what happened then was, right, then I thought, you know, maybe, you know, it's because I have not done enough research, right, for that area that, mm. um, you know, the, the sale has has um, has fell through. Okay. Um, well, there's a couple of things there, right? And this is important, again, for, for anyone that's handling objections. Uh, two things that TK has mentioned are very important. One thing is um, you want to eliminate the objection before it even happens, right? And and the way the way to do that is you need to know your property. You need uh, sorry your property. You need to know your product, and you also need to understand the market that you're selling to. And um, for example, in in the webinar that I do, I preempt objections, and um, and and I put them into the webinar. Like at the end of my webinar, I have a frequently asked questions section, right? And, I, and, and questions that people frequently have, I address them at the end of the webinar. And if I was doing it live, or, or let's say in TK's example, um, if I knew of any possible objections, I would, I would definitely talk, to, talk about it with the potential client up front. So if there's an issue, let's say I was aware there was an issue with uh, pollution and 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 possible odor or smell uh, in the area, I would, I would definitely talk to them up front. It does two things. It helps you have people have greater trust for you because you're, you're bringing up possible, um, uh, you know, n- negative uh, things about your product. And also gives you a chance to talk about them, talk them through, because sometimes many objections, they can be handled, right? So... Let's say for TK's one, um, I, I don't know that situation, right? But let's say it was misinformation. Let's say, yes, there was some pollution from the companies, but the, the government's taking care of it and it's not going to be an issue anymore and there won't be any smells. I would talk to them about that, let them know what's been happening. Um, okay. But, you know, so, but what? but also, another thing I wanted to say too was, you never ever want to guess people's objections. You know, like so. Let's say someone. Um, I've given an example. So with my product, if anyone ever asks me for a refund, I never guess why they ask me for a refund. I always ask them. I say, "Hey, th- uh, thank you for trying the product. I really appreciate it. I'm always trying to make my product better. Would you please tell me why you're asking for a refund?" Now I still give them the refund. It's it's not it's not a um, it's not like conditional upon their response. They're still going to get their refund. But what I'm asking them for is feedback, and it, this feedback is so valuable. So, uh, and they might come back and you know, and I've been surprised some of the stuff they tell me. Right, it, it wasn't stuff that I was aware of. So what do I go and do? As soon as I get that feedback, I'm going to go and fix that. Whatever that is, I'm going to try to make it better. So. Hopefully, you know. Hopefully, I had I get less refunds. So and uh, so with TK, I'm not sure if TK did. I, I'm not going to put him on the spot. 
but definitely uh, what I would have recommended for TK to do was talk to that investor that pulled out of that investment and uh, ask them ask them why in a polite way just say hey you know um, I want to make sure that I I, so for this for for that female I I would have said um, hey I want to make sure that I serve you better as far as future recommendations so would you please let me know why you didn't like this one you know I want to make sure I don't serve you uh, you know give you a suggestion uh, similar to that one because you obviously didn't like that one and so I'd get their feedback that way um, and and another thing I would say too is so that it doesn't even get to the point of them pulling out of a sale someone pulling out of a sale if whenever you have the opportunity to you're always especially with like and this is especially high ticket items right um is and where you know when, when someone's buying a property they've got to make an offer you know you go through the settlement period and all that kind of stuff there's, there's quite a lot of time between the decision time and the actual sale you want to be following up with them during that period on a regular basis and making sure everything's okay just follow up just a courtesy call say hey um just call to see if everything's okay if you have any questions can i help you with anything so that way you can find out before they make any final decisions good or bad uh, against the sale you can find out along the way now if you're making let's say you've got a business where you're making on the spot sales like you know we do with the internet marketing business people come you know through our landing our squeeze page or our landing page they come to our list they see an offer they want to buy it and they usually make that decision straight away even with them uh, those that make sales that way it's it's a great idea to follow up with them send them it can be an automated email if you want it can be a personal it could be a personal email you send them. If you know if it's a higher ticket sale, something that you've sold them online, you can contact them via Skype, send them a personal email, however you want to do it, or have an automated email that goes out and say, "Hey, thank you, uh, congratulations on the purchase. Um, you know, it's a great product that you purchased. Uh, do you have any questions? Do you have any, or any issues with it? Uh, so you you want to know these things." Um, and uh, it's definitely going to help you. Definitely going to help you with your conversion rates. Uh, yes. Now, TK, before we move on, uh, Jane, sorry, Jane, you want to say something? I was going, that was one of my questions, was how did you feel about calling your uh, prospective, you know, your leads? Let's say that they're one of my prospects, and I, I'm not sure whether they're going to join or not. Do you feel comfortable calling that person? Do you think that would be the best thing to do? It, it depends on the type of relationship. So with an online lead, uh-huh. uh, is that what you're talking about, online lead? You don't know if they yeah. want to purchase a product or not? Right, right. Um, it, it, what's, what, what, it depends on the price point of the product and what information they've already given you. So let's say um, it's a high-ticket sale, like like something that's, I don't know, $500 or more, and they've given you their their phone number and they've expressed an interest, if you if you want to call them, yeah, definitely go ahead. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Um, if it's a lower ticket item and you've just got their email address, um, I would just, as long as you're giving them the information they need to an inf- so they can make an informed buying decision, I would just let them make that decision 
Okay. That's along the lines that I was thinking too. Okay. Yeah. That's my question. Thanks. Okay. Great. Thank you, Jane. Now, uh, uh, TK, before we move on and give everyone else a chance to talk about what they want to talk about today, is there any comments, final comments you wanted to make, TK? Uh, yes, uh, hopefully, you know, I'll try to make it short, right? Uh, just now you, you brought up the, the point of, uh, you know, the importance of handling objection, uh, which I think is a very uh, important one uh, for, the, for the group and, you know, for internet marketing as well, obviously, right? Um, this, um, let's say, uh, you know, in, 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 in the example that I gave you just now, uh, the uh, real example, right, that, um, you know, I did try to find out exactly, you know, uh, what was, uh, you know, why uh, she actually uh, pulled out, right? Right. But, you know, but unfortunately, right, I was not able to get a very definite answer. Yeah. So, um, yeah. what happened was... Um, you know, um, her concern, right? Um, um, what I found out was actually I know some of the the problems, right? Uh, with with um, with that area, uh, not not with the area that I'm uh, the the property that I, uh, uh, you know where I was um, trying to to promote, but with some other areas. Um, uh, not too far away from from there, right? Um, but you know, I didn't know enough. Yeah, I didn't do mm -hmm. enough research, right? To right. to you know to uh, know the, uh, the the whole picture, and also um, also I thought, right? I mean, um, I I thought uh, you know it is not going to be significant, you know, in in where I was trying to promote. And and that was partly my my mistake, right? So, but then fortunately, right? Then after, you know, it's from another context, right? Another potential client, right? That I'm trying to promote the same property too. Uh, that actually uh, gave me all the you know the reasons for the objections, yeah. right? And yeah. from there, once I sense that, right? I quickly go and uh, go and do a fair bit of research, right? On mm. those things. And yeah. fortunately, right? Fortunately, I found out, right? I found out the objections, right? They, 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 they put forward uh, is actually uh, quite valid. But now, uh, the, actually, the government has been like trying to improve the river system, right? And try to get rid of the contamination and all that, um, you know, for quite a number of years already. So uh, the objection is uh, quite valid. Say, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Say you know, say ten years ago or what, uh, but it's still it's still a concern, right? But it's getting better and better, and also, right? More importantly, right? What I found out was it um, mainly affected the southern shore of the Parramatta River, which is the uh, in the southern side of the river, because uh, previously they have got these factories, a lot of factories along the southern shore, but not the northern shore. So. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I just want to share with the group uh, that uh, sometimes objection can be turned into, into actually, you know, a, 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 you know, a good point to, to, to promote the sale because, you know, if you can prove to the client or your future clients that, you know, uh, their concern is no longer a concern, right? Yeah. Then, uh, you know, then they, they, may, they may choose to go ahead with the, with the purchase. Yeah, yeah? that's right. Exactly.
Mm. Yeah, right. Well, thank you. Thank you, Co. We really appreciate you sharing all that with us. And I think um, there's a lot for us to learn through those situations you've had to deal with recently with your sales. Okay, let me go to um, uh, who who would like to go next? Who has a burning comment or question or something that they would like to talk about? Julie, any news from uh, what you've been working on? Do you know what the um, Japanese have been doing? They would wash the rice 10 times before cooking. And you know what they were doing to the rice? No. They were washing away the B1. That's why they suffer with the B1 deficiency uh, disease called beriberi. Yeah. 10 times. Until the earliest. Yeah, 10 times. But now they've reduced it down to six times, right? Mm. They're still overwashing. It doesn't even matter whether it's rice or whether it's vegetables. I know one person that uses soap on her vegetables. Ugh. Yeah. No, my, my, wife's, um, my wife and I, we're trying, to be, we're trying to be, you know, more and more health conscious. So we're, listening, we're listening to good books. And then one of the things she did recently was started buying and using brown rice. So just normal, normal rice. So, mm-hmm. you know, the way it's found naturally. Yeah, it's awesome. It's really good. As long as she doesn't wash it and just cooks it straight away. Uh, that should be quite healthy. But even yeah. with normal rice, people were washing normal rice as well. Hmm. And uh, their excuse for washing the sushi rice is it brings out the flavour in the rice. It's a lot of boulder dash because I've I've yeah. made so much sushi now. I used to wash it. And then when I read this article about the beriberi disease until the early 20th century and what it does and what mm-hmm. we need it for, I thought, Hang on a minute. Do you know that uh, if you're deficient in vitamin B1, you suffer with lactic acid buildup, which causes muscle pain. Remember these people complain about um, cramps in their legs at night? Right. Right? Well, they may be B1 deficient, plus they don't drink enough water. If you have a glass oh, of yeah. water. That's, you, that's a big problem these days, I think, with just the basics. Not exactly. If you drink one glass of water before retiring, you'll find you won't suffer with the uh, muscle pains. Yeah, and one glass of water, oh, sorry, and one, um, that doesn't mean juice or soft drink, even though it's No, made, it has it, to be yes, water. Just, just water, not, just not any water. liquid. It's not any liquid we're talking about. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. And Orica, I think, says canyon water. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, if you're and really serious about your water, if you're really serious about water, you talk to Orika. Yeah. Absolutely. You need water and salt, Julie. We need uh, salt too. Yeah, and he, it says here, yawning and sighing, fatigue and weakness, tingling, burning or vibrating <laughs> sensations, poor mer- memory, irritability, nerve and heart damage. That's a B1 deficiency. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Food sources, brewers, yeast, wheat germ, rice, bran, sunflower seeds, pine nuts. Well, I don't agree with peanuts, but it does mention peanuts here because peanuts don't grow on a tree. They grow underground. Mm-hmm. And if you yeah, buy them they, fresh, yeah. if you buy them fresh already opened in a packet, they start to mold. And a lot of people are peanut allergic because of the mold. They go rancid quicker. Yeah, he talks about that in the uh, I think in the China study. Yeah, it's a really good book about nutrition and health. Exactly. And, uh, but basically, exactly. Uh, what I tell people, like I just actually ordered that book from my uh, sister, and she's she, so she'll be getting it shortly. 
she, she's got some health issues she's dealing with, and uh, I basically told the people tell people, hey, you have a plant-based whole food diet, drink lots of water, and most of your problems will just vanish, like it did with me. Yeah, <laughs> you need at least two liters of filtered water a day. Use yeah. Himalayan or Celtic salt, not the white salt. So and yeah, so Julie, you're gonna get. Uh, so I'm excited. The more and more you get your message out, Julie, and and Orika, I know she's very much into health as well. As as more and more Orika and Julie get your message out, the more good you're gonna do, and the more you're gonna benefit, right? Because that's what it's all about. A successful business, it's about helping people, getting the word out, so you help more and more people, and the more and more people you help, the more you get back from it, right? So you get yeah. rewarded too, not just financially. Mm. But it's very fulfilling, obviously, when you're seeing people's lives change and you're helping lots of people. And and all successful businesses, long-term successful businesses, are based on that principle, right? It's providing yeah. a quality Be service. Be honest with people. Yep. Honesty yeah. is the best policy. Yeah. No matter how negative it may be at the time, but you're better to come up front with it because then people say, well, at least she's discussing it, you know? Yep, exactly. Okay, look, I really appreciate everyone being on the call. I hope. Uh, what we talked about today was helpful for you and your business. And, uh, yeah, look forward. I was going to do a presentation today, but that's okay. I wasn't urgent, didn't have to do it today. So I'm going to do it next week. I really appreciate everyone being on the call. hope you have a great week. If you if you have anything that you like to bring to my attention before the next call, feel free to use the support ticket, johnlegadakis.com forward slash support. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great week, everyone. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Yeah, thanks, everyone. Bye. A transcript summary of today's podcast, including links to sites mentioned, is available on my blog at johnlagodakis.com. That's J-O-H-N-L-A-G-O-U-D-A-K-I-S.com. And if you'd like help, setting up your own successful internet marketing business. I highly recommend you check out my free webinar at makemoneywithjohn.com. Thank you for joining us on this audio program. For more online success strategies, visit makemoneywithjohn.com.